episode 86 of the Beers Watch. It is your guest co-host Duval here for another episode. Um, Jacob, thank you again for having me back and I'm going to go ahead and send it your way. Yeah, we figured, first off, welcome all the hooligans and heathens out there listening <laughs> into it and for the people who joined us. But I figured I had to have Duval back regardless of the Panthers outcome, win or loss. We took the loss, but we gained a little victory today. Yes. But before we get to dive into that, we got Jeeves back in the back, got his phone ready for any Googling, yep. and Adam, back again. Yeah, yeah. And then first-timer, Justin. Yes, sir. Finally making it. Finally, Last time, man. work got in the way, but this time... You know what it was? My GPS went out, so I didn't know where the house was. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Coming all the way from Gastonia, yeah, I understand. Yeah, 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 you can do that. Especially when the sun goes down, the street lights get dark. Yeah. I'm just glad I can make it. That's true. As long as the check clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, check's not going to clear because you did not perform well in video card. <laughs> a strong last place. You seem to be on that. When anytime somebody finishes last, they blame the equipment instead of the driver. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay. It definitely wasn't the driver. I okay. Mean, uh, the controller definitely. It's reminiscent is. of your favorite driver, Denny Hamlin. Oh, he, oh, oh, well, I'm talking Natty Championships here. Okay? I, I, I didn't watch that long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it all the way through this. You, just Daytona and Charlotte. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> There's only two races I paid attention to. <laughs> so, with that, yeah, we'll jump right in. Justin, if anybody is out there has no idea who you are, give them a little quick background of yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm 28 years old, single, African-American man. This isn't a dating website. Let's go through social media so the ladies can holler at you. Nah, I'm a, you know, I'm a friend of uh, Duvall's, and I met Jacob and everyone here through him. Uh, grew up together. Uh, currently, high school football coach at Holland Tech, defensive coordinator, bomb squad. There you go. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you know, love sports and everything, so... Just happy for the opportunity, man. Oh, yeah. Good. I figured even before the Shula news, why not throw in a different voice to talk Panthers, you know, to talk the loss. And now we can talk both loss and Shula news. So it's good to have Justin on. Because you've been over for drafts and different games and this, that, and third. So, all right. So let's get right to it. Oh, wait. Before we do that, we got, yeah, Justin finished fourth in the Birio cart. Three. Duvall. Third. Third. Adam had the lead. Call me the Atlanta Falcons. That's true. <laughs> he, he had a great uh, strategy. Chugged his beer at the start of the third lap. I caught up to him, hit him with a red shell to get first, but I still had about half of my beer to ch- go. I found a spot. I had to chug the rest of that. He had gotten past me. He fell off in the lava. We were at Bowser's Castle. Fell off in the lava. He got burned. And then Jeeves had taken over Justin's controller and was sandbagging, and he was Bowser. So when I ran in the back of him, I automatically spun out, but I had a red shell. Adam ran in the back of me, spun him out. I was able to get, you know, started back to the closer to the finish line and, and get there. Before Adam, so I should have handed it to Marshawn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that gave me my fifth win, and still Jeeves with two, Duvall with one, and Corey with one. 
Adam, you'll get there someday, right? One day. No, one day. One day. <laughs> I'm working toward it. Yep. So, the big news, obviously after the Panthers' hard-fought battle, tough yeah. loss, and we, had it, we were watching the game here, the final two plays, the whole neighborhood went out in power. That was so oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yes. Lucky you. Yeah, <laughs> it ended up being good because it was plays we didn't want to see. Oh, but yeah. literally, we were sitting there and they were like, uh, "It was right after the grounding call." Yep, yep. Or the sack. Yeah. Oh, the grounding call which we was the sack. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we were like, it, and when he went to go snap it, and it just went the whole like we looked the whole neighborhood blackout. Oh, you guys and, need like a free month. That that's that. what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. So we missed that, but still. I said at the beginning of the season, I, it was at a tough spot. I thought we should have got rid of Shula last year. I didn't want to go through another losing season, but that would have resulted, hopefully, in a Shula firing. Mm-hmm. It might not have resulted in a Rivera extension if yeah. he didn't have at least a playoff appearance. Yeah. But even in the, after yesterday, in the afternoon, Ron says he's not going to change the staff. And we're like, good man, come on. Here we go. And then, yeah, here we go. And then today, more yeah, he comes out and he says at 4 a.m. he got up and – had a change of heart and started thinking about it and decided to let go of Shula and Dorsey. Like courage. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching that yeah, national championship game. He was <laughs> like, all right. Finally able to cut loose, you know, yeah. drink a little bit and not have to worry about the game plan the next day. That's what exactly. It was. And I, I think that, honestly, it took the sting out of the loss because, again, as I said, I was like, if we do bad, hopefully we get rid of Shula. This way we still – it's a successful season. Of course, you would rather win the Super Bowl. But if we'd have won the Super Bowl and still had Shula, I'd have been cool for another year because we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But without a Super Bowl, at least now there's some change. I mean, Shula had six years, and the offense had plateaued. So I think it's it's good depending on who we get next. What else? Anybody else's thoughts? Justin. Um, definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Here we go. And uh, I think Mike Shula. God bless him for everything he has done. For this organization, it was time to go. Um, I think you just saw, like you said, the offense, we had seen its best days. Mm-hmm. Um, 15. You know, 15. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I tried to do like a snapshot because I want to be fair. You yeah. Know, as a coach, I want to be fair. I got to look at everything to the personnel and all that type of stuff. But I felt like there were spots where the personnel was not good enough. Yeah. I agree. But at the same time, the play calling has to be good. Yeah, I don't care who you who the eleven guys are out there. The play calling sucks. All Cam's gonna do is just run the call plays. And and to me, that's what a coordinator is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Regardless of you're supposed to take those players that you get and make them at the best of the ability. And sometimes we, to me, it seemed like we weren't using our players at what they should do best. Mm-hmm. Running toss plays mm-hmm. to Stewart, not getting McCaffrey the ball out in space. Like yeah. we saw finally McCaffrey's best play of his. Yeah, wait, rookie year was that fifty-five yard catch yes. for the touchdown. He yeah. ran away. That's what we've been looking for yeah. all season. Yeah. And that's what he, as a coordinator, you're supposed to do is put your players in the best position. And all year we've seen McCaffrey kind of be there, and Cam missed him here and there. But still, they hadn't. What made him great at Stanford was doing exactly that: one on one with a linebacker, noticing that in the coverage, getting by, boom, 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 and go there. Yeah. And that's you know, yes, okay, Britton Burson and Kalen Clay were out there too, but still, you've got to be able to and, and get in the red zone, kick and field. Like it seemed like. Play call was good, good, good. Got to the twenty, and it just stoned. Yeah, it was a, it was a and then it, it also became very predictable. Yes, yeah. anytime. Oh, yeah. And don't don't get me wrong. We as Panther fans watch a lot of Panthers. Yeah. So we kind of know the team way more than the average person whose team unfortunately didn't make the playoffs, and they just happened to have to watch us because mm-hmm. yeah. we were good enough to make it. Shout but out to if the we're Cowboys. sitting here, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all those other garbage teams. But anyway, 
when we're watching, if we're able to call the plays from the couch, that's a problem. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that is a problem. I think we all could. Yeah, yeah. we were. Yeah. Was. You can we, see it coming. We knew the script from yeah. the rib, and if we know it, then Sean Payton knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Yeah, because yeah. if we know it, and we're not getting paid six to seven figures yeah. to know it, then you know damn well, sure, after six years, the NFC South teams know it and all that stuff. But I also think it's another part was it always – it seemed like we didn't get a sense of urgency until it was like, oh, we're down 14. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were up 21, but now we're only up three. Right. Let's get, like, it's, it's kind of like there was always those lulls. In the first quarter, we would we'd come out and maybe be on fire, or maybe be cold, and it would rotate every other quarter. Yep. There were those long lulls in the second, third quarter where we wouldn't score at all. Yep. It'd be a bunch of three and outs, predictable plays, and then finally it's like, uh-oh, they caught back up, or we're behind. In the fourth quarter, oh, let's oh, go. Let's pick up the pace. And the defenses are just pinning their ears back. Yeah. Going yeah. after Cam. Because yeah. they know we're throwing it. Yep. And I think that's the problem that I had with Shula. It was like, you look at all these other teams. They'll go all game. At least for maybe one or two possessions, they have great possessions where it's eight, nine, ten, eleven play drives. We'll go second and third quarter with most of them are three to six play drives. Yeah. And it's just like. At some point, you got to mix it up. And what I don't like is, and I, I I feel like I talk about it every Sunday, it's like, okay, where's the – sometimes a hurry up. Yeah. Keep oh, team, my God. Keep yeah. keeping them off their toes. Like, I mean, you – I understand Cam and his hard count. He does a real good job with that. But the problem I hate is, is you look at the – I know, and I know I just, we just yeah. talked it up. But we – it's just, it's just like we talked. I know we talked it up, but I just don't understand why. When you look at the Packers, where they'll have twelve, they get Aaron Rodgers gets a team every single game. Yeah. Why can't we have some type of sense of urgency like that? And also, I think like my two biggest problems. One was we're calling it. We're literally snapping the ball with one second yeah, left. Yeah. Yes. Play. yes. And Cam's sitting there in the huddle, like we're getting out of the huddle with ten seconds. Yeah. Left. And and that is poor coaching. Yes. You watch the beginning of the game. First of all, we called a timeout after the first. Yeah, game. oh my god! Well, well, we were joking about that. Like they, like Shula didn't expect us to but get. You know what I And he was like, "Wait, wait, oh wait!" I don't have enough time. Three. Yeah, I don't know if he scripts his first amount of plays. I don't know. Oh, if no doubt, no, they definitely do. Yeah, but you can tell he had no idea what to do after we got a first down. <laughs> he was like, "Wait, Stewart got a first down." Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I got to finish play. I know. <laughs> and he had to burn a timeout after the first play. That is. Yeah. So bad. That's like from a summary coordinator of standpoint. It's, what's it's been terrible. going on? Yeah, it's been a complacent attitude. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think now that brings it up. When you got a coach that's been there for six years, you get comfortable yeah. in the NFL and in any job at your own no more job. When somebody new comes in, or you know, it's an intern, or maybe somebody you don't know, and they start maybe doing things different, but they may start producing results. You go, oh, that lights you another fire. But right mm-hmm. now, it's kind of like I felt like Cam ran that quarterback yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, he's a superstar, got an MVP, went to a Super Bowl. But I feel like sometimes maybe he wasn't listening to coaching as much because it was like Dorsey and maybe uh, Shula wouldn't hold him accountable. Yeah. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Because it, even Ron, like, is not the most strictest coach. Yeah. So, and he's the defensive guy. Yeah. So you would depend on your offensive coordinator to pound that into Cam Newton's yeah. head. And how is Ken Dorsey going to tell Cam Newton, like, different situations that he's never really been in or anything like that? Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't think – I wouldn't necessarily think just because he hadn't been in the situations, but I I think it was more of a – 
they were just more homeboys than coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to yeah. to a point where it was just kind of like, oh, okay, like I'll just brush off whatever you say, even though I, that was a terrible throw. Thanks. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your I'll, input. I'll keep that in mind. Exactly. More like a like a, a ba- like a teammate backup, like a Derek Anderson thing than an actual quarterback yes. coach, sure. where you should be like, oh, okay, I needed to look into that because I think it's a lot. You know, it's, it's that age old debate of should the player have played? Did they have to play? You know, at that high level, but you know, yeah, it just it got to the point. And, you know, you could say, well, this past – Shula did call a decent game in the playoffs. Yeah, it wasn't a horrible game. It wasn't a horrible game, but we had the drops. We, we weren't able to execute, but – And, and as, as, as well of a game as he did, we still had those stretches. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and the well, problem that I had We couldn't score touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Can't and convert I, in the 20. Yeah. yeah. And the thing was, was when we were having those stretches where either we were missing field goals or we would have a drive and we'd have to punt – New Orleans was going down and scoring. Yeah. And that was the problem that I was having. I was like, okay, so then you come back and then you have a three and out. Yeah. Or you have something like that and then everybody's sitting there looking like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And that's what I just was upset about. I was yeah. just like, gosh, you got to you gotta have some sense of urgency, which is why I'm really excited to just see something new. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got to remember, like, when we first got Cam and we had Chazinski. Yeah. It was oh, so much energy. Yeah. yeah. The defense wasn't where it is now. Yeah. Because the offense was just so electric with Steve Smith and Cam. He was yeah. running. D'Angelo and Stewart, they were still fairly young. That was six years ago when they actually cared. You yeah. know, so it's now it's just like, okay, so Shula's going to get the same vanilla offense. It's still going to be the and same. The, the, the play call, like you were talking about, um, inside the 20 is – it has to be better. I mean, from yeah. a defensive standpoint, it's yeah. less ground to cover. Yeah. So they kind of gain an advantage the closer you get to the end zone. They can use the boundaries on the sideline as an extra man. But the play calling has got to be innovative, and it's got to get you six. Because yeah. Yeah. we knew coming into this game, I was telling the ball, it's going to take at least 24 points for us to win this game. Like, this is not going to be a game where we come in and we score below 21 and win. Yeah. But we got to score because – as much as our defense plays well, the Saints are going to score. Yeah, well, Drew Brees in the dome right. is this five and zero now yeah. in yep. the playoffs. And so it's you know, it's, and we actually, like I said, the defense to me as we're watching the they held them to three and outs in the first two series, and yep. we came away with zero yep. points. Yep. You know, you change those games around, and yes, Gano misses a twenty five yard field goal, but still the play call. And I think the the ball that Kalen Clay dropped was on third and eight or third and seven anyway. Yeah. So it was a yeah. chance to where you're still going. Okay, why are we now hitting the end zone on third down? Why aren't we maybe trying to get the you know, it's just like you said, yeah. you need a perfect play in that scenario out of Cam and the receiver. Receiver, yeah, and there was and, there and, and it, it was a perfect play by Cam. Yeah. Right. But it's still why winning come the out. battle on first down is so important. Yeah. Especially for our type of offense, because mm-hmm. we're not And we're not getting more than two yards on first down. No, yeah, no, that it's was like, we can guarantee that. Yeah, that was the the thing all year was again we could all predict that first play. Stewart run up the middle or yep. McCaffrey run up the middle. And on this, the first drive here, it works. It works. It works. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was like, wait, hold up, what? And then our OC has no idea. Exactly. We so, had the same problem in the red zone all season, and nothing changed. Yeah. The whole yeah. season, not yeah. one adjustment. Yeah, like, and that, I think and, that's – And that's another thing, too. You look – quick comparison to last night's national championship game. Alabama makes a killer half time oh, adjustment, yeah. put another quarterback in because they couldn't move, and it wins them the game. Us, let's even go back to Super Bowl 50. We go into yes. halftime still relatively – we were still in the game all the way to oh, the we final. Yeah. And we we made – Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware were kicking our offensive tackles' ass, mm-hmm. and we came out still thinking we were going to throw 80-yard bombs 
when Von Miller was getting there in 2.8 seconds, yeah. and they didn't even want everyone to send Stewart or Tolbert big-ass backs to chip or yes. send a tight end to chip. They just left Rimmers and Orr oh, out there by themselves on two of the greatest pass rushers people have ever seen. Exactly. And then people are ripping them. And it's like, look, they're just playing yeah. to their abilities. Yeah, like, you ability. can't, you can't yeah. kill Rimmer. He's out there. The coach is putting out there, not putting any help. I mean, yeah, he's not a great, but that's all he can do. I mean, it's, you get, and they're not going to give him any help. You know your personnel. Exactly. So exactly. You, if when there's an obvious weakness yeah. that's being blatantly exploited from the beginning of the game, yeah, you've got to fix that. Yeah. And most, and all good teams do it. Yeah. All good teams do it. Yeah. You don't just come out and the same thing as Justin said. Definition of insanity: doing the same thing over yeah. and over, thinking yeah. of different results. And that's what it felt like with this offense, especially after the Super Bowl. Last year, going six and ten, it felt like. I mean, everything. The sky was falling last year with all kinds of injuries and this, that, and the third. But and then this year, you know, they went on a run, but it just seemed like there were no adjustments made. It yeah. was like we're going to keep doing the same thing. Either it's going to work or we're going to lose. Yes. and that was it. You like know, and, throw in a bootleg. Let's yeah. let's use Cam's skill set to our yes. advantage yep. instead of just trying to. Yep. Basically, tight cast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is uh, well, something that I don't understand. Why don't they ever roll him out? Yeah, it's we, like dude, we've been saying that. Like for watching years. that Buffalo Jacksonville game. Yeah, I swear to God, the Bills called a bootleg for Tyrod. Seventy-five percent of the time, I'm sitting there like, "Come on, if we yeah. could just do this twenty-five percent of the time with yeah. Cam, especially in the red zone." Like, yeah. I mean, I'm going to take Cam any day running, let alone if you can roll him out yeah. and the defenders think he's running. Yeah. And you can just – it's like but that. see, that's just something simple that <laughs> we can see. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, the people that get paid millions of dollars at 800 South Mint Street can't see. Yes. <laughs> and they just <laughs> – are, are no longer there. So that's, that's true. Good. Yeah. But they that's used true. to, yes. For six years. Whatever Ron Rivera – Saw last night. Thank Sipped God on it. whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 maybe got a little loving and was. That's a good point because that Jacksonville Buffalo game was hard to watch from the quarterback standpoint. And then you just know McDermott's just like, you know what, screw this. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to just stand back there and throw. We yeah. gotta get him mobile. We gotta yeah. give him a chance. Help your guy out. Help, yeah, yeah. help and put your player in the best position. It's even like with McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, Put him in the best place to win. Don't yeah. run him up the middle yeah. on first down when you know a run's already yes. coming. And that's exactly what it is. It's like. <clears throat> Again, use your player the best of their abilities. Like we just said, the Super Bowl. You got Oren Rimmers out there getting blasted. Help them out. Why are you using McCaffrey? Like again, once in a while, a McCaffrey run up the middle. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. do it. But if you do it six times in the game and he's averaging one point five yards a carry, let's not do that again. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not, when we're tossing the ball to Stewart and he fumbles it two times, and one of them in the Eagles game causes an interception because yeah. you, you keep throwing it to yeah, him. Yeah, screen pass hands to stone. Yeah, like, what, like like. I don't understand why you keep like you drafted McCaffrey to get him out in space, but you run no screens to him. You do this, you know, you're running him up the middle, and it's just like what? Like the term "keep pounding" is not meant to keep pounding the same plays that don't work. Yeah, he took that to heart. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that was the thing. Like I understood it. Like I mean, McCaffrey had a lot of catches this year, Eight. but but if Eight, you man. really put him in space. You could argue he would have had over 100 catches. Yeah, yeah, or at least I think the rookie record for a running back was Reggie Bush. It was like 92. Yeah, so he's 12 could, off of that. Yeah, so he could have easily gotten. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had what six or seven in a playoff game. Yeah, so you over can, 100 yards. Yeah, so I mean, if you were able to do that, moved him more out into the slot like they did, and just figure out. Of course, if you're watching film, you'll see. Okay, so if we can get him on a linebacker. 
there's no linebacker in the league that can cover him. Yeah. And we saw that when he took it 55 yards and had the guy broken ankle. Yeah. When he when he cut back in. So that's Rico. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just like you gotta you gotta know that you can't draft this guy and then still kind of hold his hand. Like you yeah. gotta let him go. Yeah. And let him be what he is. Now, what do we think about? Who, who do we think? What's gonna happen? All that kind of stuff coming up. I, we're seeing the name North, North Turner. Yeah. Justin, how do you feel about that? I am 100% not on board with yeah. Turner. Why is that? Um, I just feel like at this point, from an offensive standpoint, yeah. I need to see some sort of innovation. Like, yes. I do not want to see the same, as you said, to keep pounding. First down, we're going to run right in the A-gap. Yeah. Second down is going to be an incomplete pass. Third down is going to be a draw, and then we're going to punt. Like, I don't want to see that same script over and over and over again. Like, I need a young offensive coordinator. I don't even really if this if if I know it's a bullshit. If you want to go get somebody from college, I'm fine with that. I, don't know I need to see it probably won't happen. No, but I need to see like some sort of innovation from a younger guy. And North Turner, you know, he's had some success, you know, out there in San Diego and stuff like that, and that's fine. I just don't feel like because what when I was reading about him, he's known for like the play action and setting up the deep ball downfield, which is all well that is good. Okay, but that's games. that's. But the play action is something I want to see. Yeah. But I feel like we have to have some receivers that can stretch the field. Now, the yes. hurt. Yeah. But, I but we need better. We'll get, we'll get to the yeah. draft and that's that. Like I said, for my OC, I need, like, you look at a coordinator like Sean McVay. Yeah. A younger guy who came in and just totally turned Jared Goff into what everyone thought he should be as a first round pick, revitalized Todd Gurley, made Robert Woods actually relevant. And that just shows you what an innovative yeah. OC can do. And I think if you're looking at our personnel, there are a lot of coaches that would say, if you gave me Cam Newton yeah. and that team, I can make that work. Oh, yeah. And I just don't <clears throat> want to see, like, an older offensive coordinator come in. I think it has to be somebody younger. I'm not saying they need to be, like, you know, fresh out of college. Or anything. I would love that. But somebody that's new and young and fresh that has a lot of energy that's going to come in with, like, really great ideas that's going to revitalize this entire offense. Yeah. Because it needs to happen. And this is year eight, going in eight. He's going to be 29. He's 29. 29 yeah. So he's right there in that, that the zone, prime, time that zone. prime yep. zone yeah. where you do not want to waste his years any more than it has I to I agree. Be. And that's why I think moving on from Shula was a good move, but now the next step is going to be replacing it. Yeah. Adam? Well, okay. Who I want want is the Eagles quarterback coach, John yeah. Filippo. Yeah, I did say that. But I don't think that'll... No, I, I, don't I, think think so I think we're getting North Turner. I think But so this too. is why I'm not necessarily upset about it. Okay. I think there's going to be some, like, sternness within the off. I don't think we're going to have this snapping the ball at one second anymore. Okay. Calling timeouts on first down in the first quarter. Yeah. I think that he can... Him and Ron are also tight, so, yeah. like... He quit on Minnesota, basically. Yeah, he did. But at, at the same time, there was no – they weren't on the same level yeah. thinking-wise with what they wanted to run up there. Yeah. I think if Ron hires Norv Turner, I think that – it's also be the first time he's had a head coach on staff. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, that's true. So, and he has mismanaged time and timeouts. And, and under the two-minute warning, how many times have we just ran the ball three times and gone into the half yeah. happy because we're getting the ball in the second When we half. finally did it against the Saints, yeah, the field yeah. goal, yeah. it actually yeah. worked. I know, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But that's true. Uh, it is underwhelming to hear North Turner. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, 
I, North Turner doesn't, you know, make me want to get up and slap your mama or anything, but maybe they can, like Adam said, can bring those points into it. And I would love the guy from Eagles. I'd love somebody similar to Sean McVay. I just, it seems like, and this can be the knock on Rivera, is he's very old school in some of his thinking. Even though he's a player's coach, he's very loyal to what, the reason why Shula was here for so long and yeah. Dorsey was here for so long. And Rivera very rarely throws people under the bus. I think the first time I heard him was this season after the Bucks game. He finally said, like, the offense had – like, he finally kind of hinted at the offense not doing what it should do. Usually it's, like, missed opportunities. And he still rang the missed opportunities uh, bell, which sucks, but – It's politically correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's only so much you can exactly say. Exactly so much you can say, but that was the first time against the Bucks when he actually said, like, you know, I think we had some troubles on offense that we need to address and ran some – you know, certain things. And I was like, whoa, okay – that's a first because usually he doesn't do that. I like the point, like you said, Adam, where he could be, you know, he is a former head coach. He did win Super Bowls with the Cowboys, was it right? Yeah. Back yeah, in the Troy Aikman. Yeah. yeah, Troy Aikman and, and all them. So it'll be interesting. They keep saying, you know, that seems to be the 1A one, one option. But maybe if they bring him in, maybe there's another younger guy that can kind of agree. Yeah, we still got the quarterback. And all, yeah, quarterback's coach or an offensive assistant, something to – at least have that young guy because they seem to. Ron seems to like to you promote know, with promote from within. I mean, he's done that. If, if Wilk Wilkes seems like he's definitely going to leave, and sounds like Eric Washington will get that gig. Yeah. So, and then I, I didn't understand, but one of the guys that I really like was uh, I don't know if you guys know him, Pep Hamilton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. West Charlotte, right? West Charlotte because right? yeah. he's from Charlotte. Now he, he could be at, an intriguing um, option. He was at Stanford with Andrew Luck, and then was with him his first two years in Indianapolis. Because um, he's a younger guy, though, he's like wasn't forty. He? Yeah, he kind of got ran. Yeah, out he got ran. Out but of yeah, I mean, um, and then also Jim Bob Cooter. I don't know if y'all are familiar. With oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Lions, because yeah. he's, he's only thirty three. Like he's a younger yeah. guy. I just, I just like, like I said, I'm just on this. You just had to say Cooter. That is, yeah. The observer would have a field day. Yeah, you know. But like those two as younger offensive coordinators are just two guys that I thought about that immediately came to mind. That I would like to see at least I don't you know I don't think got hired but just show me that there's some sort of out of the box thinking. Yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But I'm just being realistic. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Norv's about signed and, up. And maybe it'll be something where Norv maybe he's not the OC, but he's an offset. Like because it seems like you know he spent the last what year or what, year and a half away from football. He might not be ready to come back full time, yeah. and maybe he could just be like a. A consultant, that's associate, head coach, associate right. something like that, to where he's he's there to oversee, and hopefully they. I do hope they bring because it seems like we haven't had any young minds in that. All besides the wide receiver coach Lane Taylor, who was just mm-hmm. came from Stanford, yeah. like that was because they knew they were going to draft McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Needed a, you know needed a, a wide receiver coach after Pro left, so it would be nice to see a little bit more of that young blood put in there just to see how they develop. Because obviously. Rivera was the same thing, and he brought Wilkes with him wherever he went, he went yeah. and now Eric Washington, kind of stuff like that. So, and it could be something where we lose both Wilkes and Washington because they're saying Washington may go with Wilkes wherever he goes. I think Wilkes is definitely going. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think. I think Ron pretty much said it too. Yeah. Like he, I've got a strong hunch. Yeah, that. I mean, and, and Gettleman's up there in New York. I, I you know, he, what, what, he would love to just stick it to us to yeah. take one of our defense coordinators. So. so he stuck it to us all this season. Was. Uh, Sterling Shepard over Ted Ginn. That's true. Yeah. 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 And see, so, my, my take on it is um, I, I, I would say I don't care. I would, like I said, I would like to have somebody young too. But if we did get to somebody like, um, if we did get 
Goddamn. North. North Turner. Turner. Yeah. yeah, if we did get North Turner, I wouldn't have a problem with it just because it would be... <laughs> name. <laughs> just because it would be something different. So, even though it, he may have some innovation... Can't but be worse. Same, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it can't be worse. No. It can't be worse. And regardless, they'll have to game plan for something totally different yeah. going forward. Yeah. So, if anything, it'll be new energy. And, I mean, I think North Turner could bring a little bit of what he had in Minnesota and what he had in San Diego, too. Yeah. Because, I mean... He, I don't think he's ever had anybody at the quarterback position like Cam. Yeah. And, I mean, he hasn't really had anybody at the running back position like McCaffrey. I mean, he did have... LT. Uh, yeah, yeah, LT. Strolls. He, Strolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did have Strolls. That's he, exciting. Yeah. yeah. But at Minnesota, he had AP. So, yeah. it was kind of like... Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah, so I don't think he... He, doesn't, he can really look at him and that. say, you can't relate with that. So, I think he'll bring a little bit of both. Um, but, yeah, him being... Uh, having, a, having that relationship with Rivera is kind of give you that idea that he'll come in and have a big impact. Whether he'll be the offensive coordinator, we'll know probably, I would say, early next week or maybe yeah. even later this week. Who knows? But um, I can just tell you that it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be exciting. I do wonder if Cam has any type of knowledge or input on what goes on. Not saying that he can choose, but at least I think that Ron Rivera will make sure that he has an offensive coordinator that understands Cam yeah. And it's going to still bring out the best in Cam and not really make him regress over the next five years. Well, I think that years. would be the key. It's like, what is, what, as you go to any job interview, it's, hey, what is your game plan if you have, with, with Cam at quarterback? Yeah. Because that would be key. Because obviously he's not your traditional drop-back quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously you need to use him in the run game. But I would say we don't need to run him 10 and 12 times a game. No. Four to five would be sweet spot. But me, I would, instead of manufactured runs, like we said, the bootleg, make plays to where the, the run option is there mm-hmm. so he can use it, but also so he's not running between the tackles all the time where he's taking shots to the yeah. head, especially as he's getting older. So that would be kind of like to see how this offensive coordinator would do it and, and, and would be interesting to see how it goes. But, yeah, like you said, it's an offseason. We've got this going on. We're going to have a new owner here by the least March or April. Did he? So, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. It would be wild. That would be a wild turn of events. It would. It would. Just keep them here. Yeah. That, that's what prefer, I would just hate for this, like, the stadium being Fort Mill or Concord, too. Like, that's going to suck. Yeah. Because they're talking about they have, to build, they have to build a new stadium, but right now it's in the perfect location. Yeah. Perfect location. It's got perfect foundation. Like, yeah. If you hear anyone talk about that stadium, it's built, like, yeah. Solid, but yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't have a roof. Yeah, which to me, I, I, football to me should be played outside of yes. the grass. Mm-hmm. I so like if they were going to rebuild a stadium, to me, I think you've got to put if you're going to do a roof, do it like the car retractable. retractable roof, but also have the grass be real grass yeah. instead yeah. of the turf. Because mm-hmm. gra- that we've turf, seen what the turf, turf does. does, yeah, the turf always messes up. All people or Branson Burst and magically trips over the turf. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, that's the real issue. Jerry's gone. Is Burson gone? Oh, he's, oh, he's gone. I, he's, I think they'll do like the courtesy training camp contract just Thank to come you. in, maybe. But now maybe they won't just to because going back. Let's jump into that. What we think, you know, pretty much exhausted OC talk, but. Now, let's see, looking forward to, like I said, offseason with free agency coming up, draft. I mean, I think you've got to sign a guy receiver-wise like a Paul Richardson from Seattle. Yeah, we need somebody, a receiver. Yeah, uh, somebody who may be still looking for that breakout but has some more speed. And then possibly, then draft another guy, first, second, third round with some speed. 
Also, I think you've got to look at getting another running back. Artis Payne's not going to do it anymore. Stewart seems about washed. But also, I think you need some defensive end. We need a defensive end. Mario Addison's 29. We need an impact. Other than that, Wes Horton is just a plug-and-play guy. Yeah. Not, not a full starter. Charles Johnson's But Charles ball. Johnson's done. Yeah, he's, he's washed. I didn't think they should have re-signed him. I know they gave him the courtesy, like, here you go uh, contract for one more year. But I, he had zero sacks and I think, like, three He was a tackles. healthy scratch in a playoff Yeah, game. I it, think he's, that, he's done. That says it all. So, it should be quite the interesting. Might lose star. I think Star and I think Norwell will be gone. Things not going to come back on its fifth year. They just this was his fifth year option. Oh, it was I think Norwell is no, that would be. I think Norwell is guaranteed gone. Yeah. he's about to get because well, here's paid. the thing you've got to here's the thing you've got to weigh. If you pay Norwell, you're paying him the same as Trey Turner. You end up having almost 100 million, 90 million wrapped up in your two guard spots. Yeah, and to me, you just spent a second round pick on a tackle guard and Taylor Moten. Yep. It seems naturally if you need to save some money, you put Moten in at the guard. in at the right I mean, guard. The left guard was undrafted. Exactly. So the guard is the. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's the easiest position yeah. on the O line, but it's well, the I'm easiest totally to find. Terrible someone. that game against the Falcons. That so, is yeah. true. It's the easiest to find. Yeah, like yeah. you, like I, serviceable. I, the yeah. tackles are the yeah. James, and we're stuck with Khalil another year. But see, here's the thing: I'm not as well, to me. Everybody rates kills on that move. What like everybody killed on Gettleman for not getting a tackle? He goes out and gets a guy. Well, who else were they going to get? Yeah, there was no one. I mean, there like, and no everybody killed us for not trading for Russell or uh, for Dwayne Brown from the Texans. The Seahawks did that. And what did they, they do for them? Yeah. They didn't do anything for them. Yeah. So because he was out of foot, like again, we all say you can't be out of football for all the training camp and the first seven weeks and then expect to come in and play good. No. Yeah. Matt Khalil, has he does he have players that beat him? Yes, but I think I think he was better days, than Remmers. Yes, I of think course. he was better than He's Remmers. at least a natural left tackle. Yes. And he has his streaks. And maybe, like I said, this was his first full year. He was like healthy. A full year he was all healthy season. Too. He hadn't been healthy in the first past time in the past years. two or three years that he's actually been able to play a full season. So let him get his feet settled and get down. And I think, you know, as long as he doesn't go out and Pull a blindside and get concussed and <laughs> hit Uber drivers or whatever. Right. Right. Hopefully, you know, Instagram is pills. He's saying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, because then all you, to me, you keep it the same, and all you have to really replace is that left guard spot. You put your second round pick Moten in there. Maybe go out and draft another guy in the third or fourth round, another tackle, another yeah. guard, just as a backup. Because yeah. you always need depth. Another speed receiver. Because um, old buddy number what was that number four from Georgia who was smoking him out there last night. Go to get that guy. I think that's at the top of my wish list, honestly. See, yeah, the guy, the receiver, receiver I'm looking at is a receiver out of Texas A&M. He is – that's who I want. Smart man, that's right? That's who I want. He's fast. Christian I mean, Kurt. That's his name. Come yeah. on down. That's his name. That's who I want. Okay. I don't think he'll be there at 23, though. 24. 24. Yeah. He probably won't. Yeah. That, that guy We can hope. Game changer. I think we just need more playmakers. Yeah. yeah. You've got Samuel. Samuel was just kind of coming into a little bit of rookie form there, and then his ankle got landed on in the yeah. Dolphins. I think you can still rely on Bird just to see he was coming yeah. on his own. And bring Clay back as a as a camp body. Yeah. So, hey, as Clay, for what Clay is, like Clay yeah. did well. Yeah. Even though he dropped the return, I mean, he had a guy, great catch on the final drive. Yeah. Like, that was a good catch. Yeah. And he was, like, he's an undrafted guy. Like, yeah. He was cut. Yeah. So, like, well, like I said, punt returner and your fifth or sixth receiver. Yeah. That if a player goes down, yeah. If a player goes down, okay, he has to play three or four games, and that's cool. But he should not be. Yeah. You know, you should not have to depend on Clay yes. in a playoff game. Okay. Yes. Agreed. 
Agreed. Which we had to. We and had even to. we shouldn't have had to depend on Samuel. Like if you could say, okay, we had injuries. Like yeah. Even Bird and Samuel. Like if you would have started at the beginning of the season and said, uh, well, I guess Samuel, you might have said, yes, he could turn into our yeah. second round receiver. But I didn't see him doing that this year. I thought he was more of a slot guy. But yeah, me too. But again, he. The, Herney's starting to mold this team kind of like the 03 team where he saw Samuel as Steve Smith yep. and Devin Funches as Musa Muhammad. Yep. If they play up to each of those caliber, whoever knows, but I see what he's looking into it. And then he's looking at Olsen going, wow, because he's the one who traded for him, but we never had a tight end on that 03 team. Yeah. And Greg, Chris Mangum. And uh, who, who, uh, Rosario, Dante Rosario. And who's the who's the one that got the, Steve Smith tried to fight up there with the Patriots? Uh he played for Minnesota. I don't know. Let's just. Oh, who? He, he, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. I know you're talking he, about light skin guy. Wiggins. 84. Jermaine Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I didn't even think So we've got, again, I think the window at 29 to 32. Hopefully Cam can play. But I almost was thinking the other night, Cam's career is similar to me of like a John Elway. Yeah, John Elway didn't win until his last like, two years. Exactly. To yeah. where now he hasn't gone to as many Super Bowls and lost them as John Elway did, but it still is one of those careers where he's done everything he could and the players around him just haven't made it yet and the piece it out. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to change it, but Justin was watching the stats. Yeah, and then here comes the Ganoke. the ball. I want Ganoke gone too. I don't care what he did. I don't care if he hit the fifty-eight yarder, four million. I don't want him back on the team for four million dollars. That's true. No, he's definitely got to be cheaper. Yeah, that's a spot where they need to work that out. I think they can. So how do you how do you feel about? I know we were talking about like a playmaker early on, but one thing I would like to see us address is. Somebody back on the secondary because I just I want a safety. Oh, yeah. I want yeah, safety. I would like to safety. draft yeah. one too. We yeah. don't ever we haven't drafted a safety and God knows we put Trey Lawson the last one. We keep putting these uh, old vets old back. Vets yeah. back there. Like yeah. all right, enough's enough. No, I get it. I think we definitely need speed. And to me, let's bring in another corner to compete with Bradbury and exactly. Worley. Because Worley was exposed. It was and, and Bradbury, Bradbury was, man, yeah. I, 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 he's not a number one corner. I don't think I, he, I, he, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to seek him too soon because remember, Josh Stormer didn't really become anything till like sure, the end of his third year. Uh, now yeah. he doesn't have that swagger that Josh Norman has, but I don't want to completely count them both out yet. But let's bring in some because yeah. to me they brought in Captain, but he was going to um, be the nickel the whole way through. See, right, Cap. This Captain contract is going to bite us. He barely played half this season. Yeah, that was a weird. You can't cut him. That was that was a weird. Cap hits like six point five million yeah. next year. I don't think it's going to kill us as much as I think we need to go out and maybe possibly get somebody peanut Tillman wise, a veteran guy to raise the level of competition so. in that room yeah. because Jonathan it was Joseph, yeah it, yeah it was it was Bradbury it was Worley because I and think it, they drafted him this like we're going to take our lumps with these two rookie yeah points. yeah. It'll be some growing pains, but oh, they were growing. Listen, they hard. stopped the run of that playoff game, and Drew Brees tortured. But you know oh, what? Yeah, yeah. His receivers made Hall of Fame catches on those drives. Michael like, Thomas our receivers is weren't a baller. Yeah, our Thomas receivers weren't making. So yeah. it was. I mean, it, it showed, I mean that Hill guy was making catches yeah. like yeah. that. It was either going to be a catch or an incompletion, yeah. no matter how good a defense. But we always said all year we felt like the our corners never had any pass breakups. And if they did get let up a catch, it was like they gave them seven yards and then made the tackle, or they're always trailing them in the slant, yep. always trailing them some route. So it just felt like the aggressive aggressiveness was con- it wasn't there. No playmaking out of yeah, no playmaking. Like, really. That's exactly that. Yeah. Like I was hoping this to see out of Bradbury this year that playmake like yeah. get the pick, like get yeah. the pick. 
You know, like that's what Josh Norman made plays when yeah. the ball hit his hand. Yeah. So and see, that was the thing I was hoping from Bradbury too. Like I wasn't expecting like a huge like Josh Norman jump from like year to year. Yeah, not even but, like a but I, I was I was looking for more pass breakups. Yeah. Where. Last year, his rookie season, where he was just making the tackle, yeah. he was making the pass breakup. But this year, he was still just making the, the tackle. tackle. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he was like second in the lead, second on the team in tackles this year. Yeah, which is crazy for a corner to be second on the I team. I mean, that should have a lot of catches. Yeah. That that's also means. means I think it's an indictment on the pass rush ultimately. Because if you got these guys back there, they only can cover for so long. Yeah. So if you're not, like, I don't think Drew Brees. He didn't get hit in that first half. Yeah. He didn't get hit at all. The first sack was when he tripped over his own lineman's foot and they we fell on him. So yeah, it's it, it was a it was an interesting scenario. And then you're gonna see the Ted Ginn bomb here. You guys keep watching it. Oh see, so our TV went out when the Ted Ginn thing happened. Oh, so yeah. and then Kathleen got a text saying, Oh, we're down seven nothing. Mm. Yeah, that was Damn. yeah, that was all right. Tough. So let's jump from Panthers. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty more episodes coming up with all the changes where we'll talk about what we think yeah. happens there. College football, Georgia, Alabama. Another quick, classic. Another classic. Quick, I tell you what, like again, halftime adjustments. That game was dog shit until after, until after well, halftime. I thought Alabama was, was about to get yeah. run out of that building. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something about teams in Georgia that don't like to run the ball. You got two first round, potential first-round picks in Michelle and Chubb, yes. and you just go away from those two guys, and you throw the ball and let Alabama creep back in it, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it just it, But at least that turn of events, though, at the end where it was Tua getting sacked. Oh, and man. you're like, wow, Like, th- there's no way this kicker, they have to get close. This kicker's he's already I thought they were done. <laughs> and to have the guts to call that play for a touchdown. And that was like all, every receiver yeah, was, it was streak It was the, the video game play that everybody's yep. called streaks. In and whatever. you know it's not going to work, but you still yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they hit it, and all of a sudden he threw that thing up, and I'm like, okay, he can play plastic. It'll be at third and 29, like, and he's wide open. You're like, oh my god, this receiver! Oh, he oh, just game. Like, and then oh you just see the ball in the air. And you're yeah, just like, is he going to catch it? Is, yep. it? is it a good throw? Because he had Tua had missed a couple of those long ones earlier in the game. Very close. Too. Yeah, very close. And he hits that one, and it was just like, whoa, the game's over. Like, and, and like, the, what a way to lose. The looks on Georgia's face. They were just like, no, it's no. Because like that, they they did a close up of that defensive end that just was celebrating from sacking yeah, him. Sure, yeah. And then after that, he's just like, wait, did we really? This just, just happened in one play. Yeah. Just like that, we just lost. Uh, but, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm a Tennessee fan, God help us, yeah. I do not like Alabama. That is what makes Nick Saban the greatest college football coach I've ever seen. Yeah. To have the stones yes. to bench your quarterback that just won you a national championship. I mean, not didn't won you a national championship. That was like, what, 26 and... He's lost, lost two, two games. Lost two. two games. Yeah. And to bench him for a true freshman, to come in at that stage and say, you're going to win us this football game. He flopped him out on it's, the table. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, who has the balls to do that? Only Saban. And Only he Saban knew it. Knows. Like, And he had no – they asked him after the game, he said, uh, I put the better thrower and I knew yeah. he could throw it better. So. Yeah. And it was wild how when they put him in there, 
Georgia's defense completely changed. Yep. They knew Jalen. They were like, Jalen Hurts ain't going to be his passing. We're going to blitz, 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 play man up. And then all of a sudden they put two in. They're like, oh, oh, oh. oh step back. Yeah. yeah. And it was like it just completely changed the complexity. And shout out to Jalen Hurts, too, because he took that like a champ. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, I think that's a college, that's a college sophomore. Yeah. And he was acting like a. I, I think he was, it was interesting. That was definitely, it showed his integrity. But also, it showed, well, if I act like a complete ass. Yeah. Oh, he's screwed. Yeah. yeah. Because if he does want to transfer, you know, you want to find a spot, or do you want to stay on Alabama and change positions? So, well, did I he, think tra- that's did he transfer into Alabama? Who, Jalen, Jalen Hurts? Hurts? No. 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 Uh, no. He's from Texas. They brought him. He's, he's a Texas boy. Oh, okay. But, so, again, it'd be interesting. You know, he could go to Michigan Hardball, could go somewhere in Texas, or he could stay there and change a wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, whatever. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think but to see a, yeah, a what, 19, 20-year-old? Yeah, acting like that. Acting like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> your boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but it's, it was a good one. Wild. And like I didn't really care who won, but then after I started thinking about how the Falcons are still in the playoffs, I'm I like, wanted Georgia Alabama. lost. Yeah, so and plus I had the little Clemson side, so That's I'm like, true, yeah. if uh, if Clemson's not going to win it, I want the team that beat yeah. us to win it. Yeah. And see, I I looked at it as because I'll be honest, I went to sleep in the third quarter because I when I was watching, I mean, it was I just knew it was dead to rights. So I was like, okay, first of all, Jalen Hurts is not going to come back on this team. And I think, I don't know, I, I may have told you, Jacob, it might have been last week on the podcast, or might have been we were just sitting around talking, and I said the only way that Alabama's, that Georgia's going to win are, is if they get up on yeah. Alabama. Because Alabama wasn't going to be able to come back. And lo and behold, they came back. Yeah. But it wasn't with Jalen Hurts. It was with two or whatever. Two, I don't know. Yeah. Last so, time. you know, it was, it was a good game. <laughs> I can say, I can honestly say that I'm, I'm glad they've created the four-team college football yeah. playoff. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been a success. I mean, now the Clemson-Alabama game uh, wasn't really the best. No, but I, can, I mean, that Oklahoma-Georgia one was good. Yeah. And then this, the one last night was really good. So, so I'm I really gonna, wanted Baker to shred Alabama, though. I, that was my dream matchup. I, cause I, I just don't like them. But, well, that's the one thing that stops Nick Saban is mobile quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. And, but then to look at Alabama like in a snapshot from a team that didn't win their division. Didn't go to the SEC championship. Yeah. Had a controversial, you know, ending to their season where they were put in the playoffs. A lot of people didn't think they deserved to be, to even get in the playoff. To go on, not really a run, but and win the national championship. That just, because I was, I was kind of torn. I felt like they shouldn't get in, yeah. but I knew they were one of the best four teams. In yeah, the they were definitely one of the best four. Oh, yeah, yeah so I don't think they deserved to be in, yeah, but win. they were one of, I mean, it, they proved it. Yeah. So. yeah, and then to go on and actually win the whole thing. And the way they did, like, they lost last year on the last play. They yeah. won this year on the last. Like, you that's don't true, get better yeah. than that. Like, yeah. that's a hell of a ride for a fan. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. All right, so we're down, down, down into it. Justin, grab that triple whammy sauce notebook over there. So if you're, it's your first time listening, we've got a notebook full of random questions. Justin, as you being the guest, you are going to pick a question out of that notebook, ask it. And then we're all going to answer it and kind of stem some conversation from there. Page. Right. Yeah, just here. Just, you know, okay. scroll through there. The ones that are checked, do not pick. They've already been answered. Any ones that are not checked <laughs> are the ones to go. Um, but while he's looking for a question. Oh, I got the question. Okay, oh. we'll, we'll do a quick little update yeah. then. This, You know, our top five in the pick'em. 
Jeff Huck's sitting at one. Cam's sitting at two. Nate's at three. Corey's bumped up to four. Taylor slid down to five. Lurs, you're at seventh. Jeebs, you're in ninth. I'm in 11th. Duvall, you're in 12th. Justin is a loser and didn't sign up, so that's on him. But I don't think winner, I won don't any call games this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. The what? I don't think I won any games this week. Well, you're still hanging out in 7th. <laughs> I think I picked all the favorites, and so the only one I got right, I was just mad at the Panthers from last week, so I picked against them. That's the only one I got right was the Saints beating the Panthers. But um, the winner does get a triple whammy sauce prize pack, shirt, koozies, sauces. And our next fantasy contest will be March Madness. Jeeves, the reigning champion of that one. Jeeves? Yeah, he beat us last year. So well, I pick Carolina every year, but this year I will pick him. <laughs> oh, look, he's, he's I, I picked him last year because I knew we were going to be redemption, but this yeah. year, not so much. So, <laughs> no back to back? I don't want to watch this play. It's not looking good this year. Yeah, we're, we're not doing too hot this year. Hey, you better than UConn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they true. got theirs. And also, yeah, indeed. If you haven't bought shirts yet, I think Adam, didn't you just say you got a hoodie? Just copped a hoodie. Got a hoodie online. We'll be up for the next couple of weeks. Make sure you go get your shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, sticker. Yeah, Justin, you heard me. That's right. I have the shirt. Oh, look at that. Duval, we'll have to get a picture of Duval to blast out on social media. Perfect. So, Justin, you're the only one here who got, didn't join the Y'all got my size, man? Oh, yeah, we got the size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, don't give me, like, an extra medium. No. <laughs> I don't believe in extra medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll get your size right. All right. All right, so you got your question. Fire away. Dude, so the, <laughs> this question only has three words in it. So, the first word is booty. The second word is or. The third word is boobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So Give basically, the, check uh, the classic oh, yeah. debate. The classic, classic debate. debate, yeah. Can't go Are you a breast man or are you an ass man? Does that have anybody's name beside it? That was one I wrote a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> it's been you. sitting there for a while. I'm surprised I was say, all it. the other questions yeah, checked off. It's been sitting there for a while. It's hard to find questions. Yeah, it is. And so Justin now is going to also add one or two at, at once we're done here at the podcast. So booty or boobs? What you got? Oh, I'm a breast man all day. All yeah. day, you know. It might be kind of, con- you know, contradicting the stereotypical black guy answer. <laughs> Big asses, but I don't know. Like, you know, I, li- I like breasts, man. Yeah. I-, I like them strong up top. All right. That's what I like. You know, I'm with you. Fun bags. Like, fun. like two midgets wrestling in a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll go with you on that one. I'll join you. There you I'll, go. I'll co-sign that one. There we go. Okay, well, me, I'm an ass man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a problem. Don't get me wrong. I, I like both of them, um, but I'll take nice little ass, something I can grab on, something I can rub on when I'm cuddling. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to ask me. Yeah. Jeep? Uh, that don't sound good. It's <laughs> 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 not a third option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have something to tell us, Jeep? <laughs> it's on or outside? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. Piggyback to fall. Whoa! 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 Whoa!
to my girlfriend on the <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's still listening 51 minutes into it. <laughs> no comment. Uh, all right. Anybody got any final thoughts? You said you were a breast man? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good old motorboat, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, man. All right. As always, Queen City Wings. Go down there, Tyler's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure you go get you some wings or uh, tacos or... Po' oh Boy. Po' oh Boy. They got it. They got, got a special triple whammy down there. They got the triple whammy yeah. sauces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go get the, that up. And then social media is Justin. How can uh, anybody find you if they want to find oh you? Oh, yeah. Justin B, J-U-S-T-I-N, uh, underscore T-U, one, one, on all social media platforms. You can find me in your girl's DMs. There you go. <laughs> sure it is. All day, every day. <laughs> uh, me, Just Duvall, all social media except for Twitter, Twitter, Rod vs. Duvall. Um, also, you can also follow the Man Cave podcast on the Man Cave 704, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Jeeves? Jeeves1988 uh, all across the board. Um, Instagram, Lurs Mania, Twitter, A Lurs Chronicle. Um, not much of an upgrade on the follower count recently. I think I'm peaking at 30 right now. I have to leave my old one. It's yeah. a slow grind. Yeah, there you go. All right, for me, it's J-Roll Nation across the board, and then the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter. As like I said earlier, get your uh, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and if you have those, take a picture of them and send it out to us. We'll blast out on social media. And again, rate us five stars on Facebook. Five stars on we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Like everything, subscribe, share. Because the more you like and subscribe and share, the more people listen to it. And next week, got a lot of ears listening. Next week, we've got the manager of Yelp and Charlotte coming on the podcast. Boom, boom. So it could be could be big timing. And uh, we'll see how that happens. Yeah, special guests, man. Oh yeah. Oh y'all, big time, man. We always hitting it, man. Yeah. Always out there on the grind, meeting new people. Somebody need to step it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You so, gotta step it up. Once <laughs> <laughs> you got the breast. <laughs> All right, we'll send it out with a little animal house in celebration of Shula. Yeah, keep I'm a little bit loud now. I'm a little bit loud now. I'm a little bit loud now.